Hey guys, welcome back. Thanks for listening to another episode of Craft Your Career. We're so excited to get this podcast up and running. You can find us on Instagram at notjackiekarang and Pete underscore C09. Give us a follow and enjoy the show. Awesome. Hey guys, it's Jackie and Pete back again with another episode of Craft Your Career. Um, thanks so much for everybody who's been listening. It's been um, such an awesome ride so far. And, you know, our last episode with Tori was uh, so fun to actually get a guest on here again. Um, I think the last guest we had was episode three with Justin Coley. And I think that was maybe, I think, episode eight or nine. And uh, it was nice to be able to get a, a fresh voice on on air with us to talk about, you know, um, in her case, e-commerce and her business and how she's, you know, dealing with, um, you know, business nowadays and over the past 365 days since her business has started. Um, so, I mean, I guess, Pete, what would you like to talk about this time? Um, let's talk, uh, let's talk jobs. Um, I finally can announce that I officially started on Monday, my new job. Woo! Yay. Awesome. So, so you've been, in a, you've been searching for a job for how long? Not uh, too long, right? long. I've been honestly pretty lucky uh, that I was able to get a job so quickly. I mean, I started looking, okay, so I was laid off my last job, um, March, yeah, end of March, that's kind of when COVID started. Um, right. so, so I've been, I took a week off. So I let's, let's just call it uh first of April. Um, I started looking. So, um, yeah, so I mean, not too long. So, I mean, I'm pretty happy how quickly I was able to land a job and, uh, hopefully I can give some some uh advice on how to do it yourself yeah well that's awesome because i know i mean it's stressful now with times now without even going on interviews and stuff you know the the process has changed and um i mean it's it's good for you for landing a job so quickly i mean you're lucky i mean a lot of people like i see now there's some people who are still dealing with the whole unemployment thing and i you know my heart goes out to them because it's so unpredictable what's going to happen so um, but great for you for finding a job so quickly. Um, so, I mean, like you wanted to talk about jobs, right? So how about we get started and say, like, take us through your journey, Pete. Like, what have you experienced in these last few weeks job hunting or even just the whole hiring process? And that was compared to your last few jobs. You know, I mean, like right now, I'm sure there's not a lot of in-person meetings and interviews and stuff. So how did you go about it? Yeah, so it was weird <laughs> being... <laughs> have like a meeting like this on zoom um going through the interview process but you know being able to adapt um with nothing too crazy honestly it felt less stressful uh to be able to do this through zoom than kind of in person like um i know we talked i think the episode before tori about what to wear um yeah um and no i did not wear a suit um but i did wear like you know just like a collared shirt um, I don't think you really have to go crazy as far as, you know, Zoom. I think it's good to make a first impression, show that you're there. Definitely. You can see my little background. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got the you got the setup there. Nice. I was going to say, I need one of those. Um, <laughs> I need a green screen or something, or uh, I need a nice desk, but uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get one soon. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, obviously for this, this is um, just us, so I'm not super worried about my yeah. Plus, I like having my guitars in our background anyway. But uh, Yeah, nice. Yeah, I mean, if you've, anybody who's just starting listening, Pete's a huge music guy. As you can tell, his eight guitars in the background, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, so back there is my, uh, I know the podcast people can't see it, but YouTube will see it, um, <laughs> my background. So literally, it's just a black nice. piece of cloth, and I think that that is easy. I when I, before I had that up there, I was really struggling kind of finding a background because I feel like they're right. 
um you know which is kind of like in my rooms it was just like there's nowhere yeah. to you know I mean honestly just finding like a piece of cloth or like throwing up a blanket behind you or something like that makes for backgrounds um, right even just a blank wall. If you have a, if you have a lighter colored or a, a nice contrast to to your like, um, to like what you're wearing, like you don't want to wear like a black shirt against a black wall. But even if you don't have a place to hang a sheet or anywhere, go just against a blank wall in your house. I mean, I mean, you can probably attest to this too, Pete. Like, if I'm an interviewer and I'm like me, like, me, like I like Kat sitting back here, like she's gonna probably, be, ooh, she's probably gonna be moving in a little bit. Like, I uh, we talked about distractions and stuff, and not just noises. It's also your background. You want to be the center of your center of attention for your employer, right? So if they're sitting around your Zoom camera looking like, what's that in the background? Like, how many guitars does he have? Jeez, you know, like it could be a that's a that's a great point. It's a great little tool that you uh you have there with that sheet. So yeah, just like a piece of cloth, and I literally just thumbtacked it to my ceiling. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Nice. So. I mean, like, go a little bit further about, like, how, so how did you find this new gig? Did you, like, go on a job engine, like, a job board or a, a search engine, or did you know somebody, or how did you get it? A lot of time, um, honestly, on LinkedIn. I I did sign up for those, a couple of those, you know, recruiting places, the job, um, the job boards that send you, like, the emails when they have a job, but, like, honestly, the best, the most, I fa- the more jobs I found were from LinkedIn, and, I think that was the, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit more personal. It's like your own kind of media network rather than just going to, right. I've definitely seen jobs on monster and stuff like that, but I feel like I've gotten less response from those mm-hmm. areas than like LinkedIn. Um, right. As somebody who used to be a recruiter, um, I actually, <laughs> the people that I would recruit jobs for from LinkedIn because nice. so much quicker to like, you're, it's so much frictionless. There's, sorry there's a lot less friction um on linkedin versus another website like that because another website like that you're not looking at resumes you're not really seeing right um you know you're and that's why i stress so much that you know you really should have an updated linkedin if you're looking for a job you really right have you know even if you're not looking for a job you should really have when i had somebody say to me well, like oh like i don't want my employer to think i'm like going to a new job or anything because i'm updating my linkedin i was like mm-hmm. i think linkedin has nothing to do with you running to a new job i mean i no matter what job yeah. I'm there forever or not i always keep my linkedin up to date you still right what if you're gonna bring in business for your company through right so seriously whether you're looking for a job or you're not looking for a job please update your linkedin i'm telling you yeah it's just like keeping your resume up to date i mean like if you don't touch your resume in four years like that's a lot to update and you could forget about certain projects I mean what I do like if I get put on a special project for my job or if I you know pick up a new skill or take a new class on something I always just add it to my resume you know um whether it's like a word document you have or your LinkedIn I mean your LinkedIn is is probably a better way to do it because you know you can easily share that you don't have to um like people can just search you and you don't have it's basically you do I think a little less work on that on that part um, and like you said, I like the word seamless because it is seamless. I mean, we can kind of derail for a second, but I know like when I was applying for jobs, I was looking at Indeed. And if anybody has ever used Indeed to apply for a job, some of them are just so, so lengthy. Like I would have to put in the same information over and over again, along with my resume. So like, it would be like a section, like attach your resume and then answer these 15,000 questions. And I'm like, I gave you my resume. Like, shouldn't that be enough? Like, 
I'm literally like, you're making me type out all my employers. And I'm like, I already attached my resume. Like sometimes like, it just becomes too, like too mundane. Like it's like, come on, like over and over again, like the same thing on LinkedIn, all your info is right there. Like people can view your site as you update it. You know, say if, um, I mean, another good point too, is like, if you have a resume that you send into a company, maybe like about three, four months ago, and say all of a sudden, like they want to call you back and you have updated a resume, took a new class. Like they're looking at the resume that was from three, four months ago, you know? So if you keep, um, if you keep, you know, your LinkedIn up to date, you keep, you know, plugging new information in there when you, when you achieve it or anything like that, they're, they're going to see the most recent up-to-date stuff. And that's important too. If you don't update it, if you have a job uh, employer looking for you and you don't have anything on there, they're not seeing anything, right? Yeah, no, I agree. And that's the thing. Um, you know, you always want to keep it updated because the thing is, yeah, maybe, you know, you're happy now, but what if you get laid off? You know what I mean? There's a lot of layoffs happening. You right never now. know. You never know. Your employer, your employer shouldn't think that you're running away because you have an updated LinkedIn page. I mean, that, I mean, to me, that just sounds like insecurity on their part. Yeah. I was an employer and yeah, I, I feel like updating LinkedIn as encouraging because it's like, hey guys, go, like, go out to the world, go network with people, like, go get yeah, in. Like, I seriously, yeah. I would say hey, your LinkedIn's updated. That way, like, go connect with some people. Go, you know, make right. some, like, don't just you know have outdated LinkedIn. You know, people, you know, maybe yeah. say like, hey, like, I see that you just got a job in company. Like, I had a bunch of right. people updated my LinkedIn. Um, to this new company, you know, most of it just congrats, but who knows? Yeah. They're interested in what I'm doing now, and maybe they have a need for something, and you know, maybe I can help out and bring some business to the company I just started at. Right. There's honestly no reason. Yeah. Another reason why not to be scared of LinkedIn. I know many times you're like, everyone's like afraid of LinkedIn because it shows you when you view profiles and every time you update information, it's like good. That's what you're on there for, right? It's not Facebook. It's not Instagram. It's not you're not doing your stalking on LinkedIn. So it's like the kind of stalking you're doing should be for, you know, job opportunities and stuff like that. And, you know, LinkedIn is the place to do that. And it's meant for that. So it's another reason why not to hate LinkedIn. Um, like I said, I, I update mine um, pretty frequently. I mean, there's not much new that I've done in the past six months. <laughs> so, uh, but cause my role hasn't changed. I'm kind of just still doing the same thing. Um, but if I were going to go take like a Photoshop class, hell yeah, I'd put that on there. Like, that's a huge thing. Like in business development, you know, it's, you, you're a marketer too. And like, I am working with my clients all the time, you know, how are ways where, where I can, uh, like help you market your business. And if I can, you know, maybe help make a logo or maybe help like do an animation or quick something that makes me more valuable. So I want people to know that I can do that because it may, you know, help, you know, it may help drive business elsewhere. Um, but if you, I have a question for you, Pete, for someone who may not really, um, they have a LinkedIn profile, but they don't use it that much. You know, they kind of maybe barely updated their information, have an old profile picture. Like what's the one thing that you say is the most important thing to keep up to date on your LinkedIn profile? I would say headline, headline summary. Okay. Um, the thing is, especially if you're trying to get a new job, um, I mean, obviously you want to update profile picture, but you know, if you have something decent on there that just shows your face and it's not like you drinking at a college party, <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. True. 
it's uh, shots are nice, but um, you know, use your phone, take use a portrait mode and take a selfie. Right. And most phones now have that portrait mode. They have decent cameras where you can really quickly like snap something. Um, but I definitely think a profile picture and the, I mean the headline's a good tool good um tool to see so headline and what else? Summary. So gotcha. Thing is, you know, obviously you have um, you know, your work experience and all that. That's great as people get into your profile more, but the first thing they're gonna see when they pop up is obviously your profile picture. So I would say that's important, right. but you know, figure it out. Like it's not anything like super like you don't need to be go crazy with it. you don't need a two hundred dollars. Right. Um, yeah but don't make it bad um <laughs> yeah people go to like look for people online especially from a recruiter standpoint um experience is they'll keyword search you and right thing is having a good headline and will pin you to the top of that keyword search and so I actually, I feel free to go on my LinkedIn. I just updated uh, my summary and I broke it down into I took it from somebody else i took somebody else's template uh for it that works at um one of the offshoot companies um but it's really nice. good kind of uh gives you like four templated kind of summary statements and that, that way you can kind of just like let people know what you do in four statements so someone will be onto your profile right off your headline and also don't you don't want to seem too desperate because i feel like i see a lot of people and i totally used to do this too so don't mm-hmm. A lot of people, especially when you're job, so don't feel yeah. like anybody. Um, saying something like actively seeking or um, or like like actively like obviously you're not putting desperately, but that's what it sounds like. Desperately seeking, right. like you you sound like nobody wants you. Um, you know, work on power words like enthusiastic. Like, what what are you like? Don't right right. And I mean like wh- I mean like so those common words are great. Like those, those like keywords. Right. So, I mean, what are some, like, what are some things that are really like to like, everybody uses them, you know, like some, like you want to be original with them, but you also don't want to be like, um, the same one, like hard worker, you know, like everybody's going to put hard worker. Are there some like keywords that you think, you know, maybe stand out other, other than the other ones? Six year skills. I mean, right. It's not, it's a skill, but it's like, it's intangible. Like that's a sub- right. hardworking, saying you're hardworking is a, honestly almost a subject, subjective opinion of yourself. Yeah. I think you're the most hardworking person in the world, but. That's, that's a really, that's a true statement. I mean, like same thing with like, um, yeah, like hard worker, you know, uh, what's another, what's another one? Um, time management, like. Yeah. Like time management, like, um, yeah, like, uh, hard work ethic like st- stuff like that which is like really like like i said super generic but it's also like you're talking about yourself like yeah i would hope you're a hard worker like but what are you good at you know so time like time management communication and hard worker should be like givens you know what i mean right right Eat like an adult you should be able to work hard if you like your job and you should be able to manage your time that right yeah you have to do that you need to like Really talk about your skill sets. You know, right. I could say all day that I'm a hard worker, but I can prove that I'm good at Google Analytics or social media marketing. Right. You know, um, I think that's the thing is like really kind of highlight the things that you are really good at or something that you can prove to somebody. Um, yeah. Subjectively talk about yourself. I mean, take your word for that, but yeah. 
I mean, that's great. I think you should include some of that, but that should not be the main focus of what you're trying to do. Right. That's good. That's good advice. I mean, like, like I said, the, like you, you want to talk more about like, not just like, you want to talk about things you're good at, right? When you have that interview, people are going to know you're, you, you're a good public speaker. You can, you know, carry thoughts, you know, people are going to know how much work you put into actually researching a company before you speak to them. You know, like that stuff's going to come out when they speak to you in the interview. But what, what I don't know, like even for Pete, is if this is our first time, meeting, you know, aside from the guitars and everything, I'm not going to know you're great with tech. Like you have the setup and everything, but like, if we, if you looked like I did like AirPods in like a, a mic attached to my computer, like you wouldn't know, like maybe I'm, uh, you know, a softball coach, you know, you wouldn't know that I actually am a really good, uh, programmer. Like I, I build websites, you know, like that's the kind of thing and the questions you'll find out from, uh, like from just speaking to the person themselves, like well-spoken, outgoing, hard worker, researcher, you know, those are some things you might want to, you know, stay away from rather than, okay, blogger, website, social media analysts, um, tech something, you know, something that, like you said, you're really, really good at makes you stand out from the others. So I think the keyword, the keyword thing is huge because I mean, that's something I don't really look at either. I don't really think I have a headline and that's something that I need to fix. So um, but as an employer, that's some things you look for. Like, that's how you're doing your searches for these people. You're pushing, you're putting your job listings, but if you're a recruiter, who are you searching for? You're not just going to click every name and send the same message. You know, they're looking for those keywords. So especially if you're on LinkedIn for those times, like those types of jobs, you're hoping an employer or recruiter reaches out to you, fill in that stuff. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. So, and I mean, I feel like that, it kind of is like the encompassing of if you really don't have an in at a company. Um, but right. I do about my job experience and also like, I don't like, I, you know, I did have a connection at um, this company that I just started at, but nice. all that does is get your resume in front of, you know, the employer's face. And other right. than have a good interview, you have to know what you're talking about. They right. Have hired me if I was an idiot. Like, <laughs> exactly i mean like all like you said all it does is maybe put your resume to the top but you still have to do the job of impressing the employer right so i mean like the work it's great to have an in but it's also like don't just assume the job's yours you know still work hard and still do your research and still you know follow the tips and stuff like that and i'm sure that's exactly what you did i i that this is not the first time i've had an in at a company i've had into other companies that they were they threw my resume out in the first rounds like, <laughs> like just because you have an in yeah is necessarily going to come of it um but i think exactly you should use your ins you know i feel like you should yeah um i think that it's super important i mean it's all about who you know it's networking if you yeah who cares it's like what if someone would say oh you got the job because you know someone like okay well i got the job so you know right like it, I, you know, those people can use their ins too i'm sure they know people who yeah well, how did you, how did you actually find this specific job? Like, did your friend or the person you had an in, like tell you about it or you found the job and then you realized that you might know somebody within the company? Yeah. So actually that's what happened. I found this job. on um, Nice. Okay. Which actually I think helped more than just kind of blindly going in. Um, you know, cause I've had, I've had uh, friends and family members send me jobs before where they're like, Oh, I know this person at this company. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I can get you in there, but then you're like, I don't even know what the job is yet. Like I had, mm-hmm. and realizing I had these connections, I was like, Oh, great! 
I can reach out to this person. I we've we've talked about this before. I think it might have been the episode with Jason, or maybe it was one after. Yeah. But um, about like reaching out to people that are in the company, we'll get you in. Right. We'll at least get you in front of the employer. Like that. I think that's the, the biggest battle, especially now with everyone applying to jobs, is getting in front of the hiring manager's face. That, right thing right now once you exactly who's making that decision like you want to get in front of that person who's the decision maker it is not that part that is a part of the interview process not in your everything yeah by the way you carry yourself the way you answer questions the amount of preparedness that you have but that is the one part that you really can't do anything about other than submit you know yeah Um, a lot of resumes i'm sure i was not the person that's yeah Exactly. Especially now, like, you know, I mean, well, how did you, well, before I ask that question, how did you go through that? Did you do face-to-face interviews on Zoom or did you do like just a phone call or? Yeah. So how it actually worked was luckily because I was able to get my resume through, um, I was able to skip the HR step um, or because, I mean, with a lot of companies, they'll give you like a three-round interview process. Is kind of right. Maybe your HR interview um, where they just kind of ask you general questions, make sure you're not like, like legit the person that's like lying about <laughs> yeah yeah process you know then you'll usually go to like a you know like a first round interview um you know where they'll try to just generally assess you which um actually was not face to face it was for me it was um they had me answer some questions like over a video um so like they would give me the question and then i would just answer it like via like just record my oh, stuff cool um, so that actually was kind of cool. I thought because it was less pressure I had for everything. Actually, I think the last couple I had two takes, but the most part I had unlimited takes. Um, I kind of got so there to think about my answer, which was actually really nice. Um, nice. That's good. That makes it a little less pressure too. And that's, I've never heard that, you know, usually like, I feel like employers make you try to think on the spot and like use your critical thinking and see how you really think right away. But that's actually, it's a plus for you too. Like you get to actually think out an answer. Cool. Which- um, and then it was a uh, face-to-face with um, two people from the department, and um, it was a really great interview. Uh, it actually, nice. I have to say, it was one of my best interviews I've ever done. Good, that's awesome. Yeah, it was great, and um, I, you know, first half was pretty much them asking me questions, and then the second half I got the chance to ask some questions, and that is also another point I want to bring up. Make sure you ask questions. Yeah, have some written. Like, ha- like don't, don't if like sometimes they'll say like oh, do you have any questions? And you're like, uh, like, you know, like that's how I got sometimes. And then I realized like, no, I should be asking about benefits. I should be asking about 401k. I should be asking about, you know, flexibility with vacations and stuff like that. So what, like, what, what are some things that, um, that you ask the company and what do you think is maybe like, say like the top three? So I would say, yeah, this is, okay. So this is kind of, <laughs> it really depends on your job and your role and what you want to know. Right. Right. Of course. But I would say, I'll tell you what I did ask. First was, um, I think one of the things is, okay, I'll tell you what not to ask. Do not bring up money. Um, right. Like salary is not negotiable at that point, especially the first interview. That is a HR question. That is not your hiring manager question. Right. Right. About money. Don't even bring it up. Um, I like even, like even benefits and stuff. You can talk to HR about that. Um, what I would ask is, you know, what the thing is I learned, especially about the company that I got let go from a couple of years ago was that I did, I kind of went to that job, like not even knowing what I was doing on the day to day. So that was 
you read the job description, but honestly ask them kind of like, you know, what, what are you going to do on the day to day? Like, what does my day look like? You know, right. Cause you want to know, because you don't want to be every day. If you're like, Oh, well that actually sounds awful. I don't want to do that. Um, so I think that's an important part. Right. Um, right. I want to ask them, which I did, um, was about, I used to call it like the trial period, like the three month period. Um, right. Ask, ask what they expect of you in 90 days. That way you kind of have like a, you know, window of like, what, like, what, what am I, what am, what do they want me to do that way? Right. Right. Um, cause I mean, sometimes employers and managers like a play by play, especially if they're not micromanagers, they're going to be like, okay, mm-hmm. to do. so yeah. And I'll tell you, and I'll tell you by experience, like from experience too, is that, that, most jobs have that 90 day probationary period. Like they'll hire you, but they could let you go after 90 days. There's no contract to where like they have to keep you for a year. There's typically, it's like, um, it's a lot of times in like the manual, like the bit, like the job manual or whatever, the company handbook, the handbook. Yeah. The hand, sorry. Oh my God. The handbook that they give you usually has a section in there that says, Hey, like we have the right to terminate you after 90 days if our goals are not met. And that's a really, really good point that you made is have those goals, ask them what your goals are, because if you don't know, and then all of a sudden it's 90 days go by and they're like, Oh, sorry, we're not going to be able to keep you. You aren't flabbergasted. You know, at least you have like something to work towards. And at least like, if they were going to let you go, you can at least say, Hey, is it from my performance? What's the reason? And, um, I don't know. I, th- I just think it's something good to work towards because especially, I mean, like Pete, you're in your first week, right? So it's like, usually that, that first like month or two is an adjustment period. So it's already a little awkward, especially if you don't know anybody and you're still getting used to the people like you're friends with and knowing the chain of command and everything. So, um, it could be hard to really focus on what your actual job role is. So it's good to know that from the, from the bat, from, uh, right from the jump. Right. And I mean, another story too, is that I, um, I think I remember telling you guys in episode four or five where I was like kidnapped for a job interview and I was taken out. Um, I didn't ask those questions. Like what, what am I going to be doing on the, on the second interview? Is there anything I should have prepared for you on the second interview? Um, what is the, what does the day-to-day look like? Because they had advertised themselves as a marketing company. And I liked that. I liked the design aspect, the, you know, the uh, drip campaign aspect, not door-to-door sales. What they were, it was they were uh, salespeople who posed as a company and walked door-to-door. So I was kidnapped. <laughs> I should, because I didn't ask those questions, I was basically kidnapped on my second interview. Uh, and I walked door-to-door and I was like, I should have asked these questions because now I'm just wasting time, right? So that's a really, that's a really good point. And that actually just like kind of hit home for me too, is because I, I really should have asked those questions. So you guys learn from, learn from our experience and, uh, don't get, don't get kidnapped on your second interview. I mean, like, I think that's huge. It's like, you know, I feel like there's so many, like, I, I hate to say it, but like almost borderline scam companies out there. Yeah. You have to be careful, especially, especially if you're looking on indeed, like indeed is it's not a job board. It is like in, that's the difference. There's a job board and there's like a job search engine. Like Indeed is one of those things where it just pulls job things from anywhere. Like you don't even know where the source is, right? 
So like Monster is aware for like people can go, like businesses can go on and make an account and post specifically through Monster or any other like, you know, actual job board like LinkedIn. But like indeed, like I will say there are some scammy, scammy stuff. So you have to do your research on the company and make sure it's actually legit. Have you ever dealt with anything like that? I mean, I get the bot emails all the time. Um, right. So many bot messages from Indeed about like some random thing. That's the thing about yeah. LinkedIn is like you can see right away whether it's like a bot or not. Like right. it will tell you if it's like a sponsored or an email or whatever. Um, right. That transparency is right there. It's like you can see right through the um, it's right through the door. It's like you know you can actually see who's contacting you, what company they work for. You can go on their profile and look. Like you can't do that. Right. On- sorry on indeed or anything like that it's true sometimes you don't even know like what the like it's very vague what the company even is like you know so you you don't really know and i think linkedin also has like a doesn't have like sort of like a filter system and stuff and with the messages yeah i mean you it'll it'll tell you if it's like if um you know in your message if it's from like a person or if it's you know it'll say like sponsored or right advertisement or something um but, and that's the thing, it's just, it's people communicating to people. And that's why I advocate for LinkedIn yeah. now, you know, those content, like I'm saying, um, a little bit, we were talking about like updating your LinkedIn or whatever, right? Uh, like post stuff, like post a picture, post, you know, anything you need or uh, like right. what, whatever you can post or that you find valuable to your career at like goals. Uh, Definitely. I think that's extremely important. And it's like keeping your Facebook updated or Instagram updated. Like you want, you want your profile to be active because you want, you know, more people to connect with and more people to, you know, think highly of you. Um, right. And I mean, especially now, like with no one's out doing in-person interviews really anymore. And I mean, like, so let's talk follow-up, like say, okay, you, you finished your interview now what? Like, okay. I'm just like, I can, I've done my interview and now I'm done. Now it's like, okay, how long do I wait to send a follow-up email? Like how many should I send? What if I don't hear back for a week? Like, like, what do I do in that situation? Yeah. So, um, at least as far as my experience, I always send an email that, um, within the day of the interview. So yeah, definitely, definitely 24 hours. Like you want to send one within 24 hours. Like if your interviews in the morning, usually I'll send one at like three or 4 PM before the day ends. And I'll be like, Hey, like, thank you so much. Like it was a pleasure interviewing and the opportunity to meet you and learn more about your company. I look forward to hearing from you, whatever, like, but if your interviews usually, if you have like a night interview, like I've been on a couple at like 6 p.m., like after hours. Um, and I would usually follow up maybe like the next morning because no one really wants an email at like 10 o'clock at night, you know? I would definitely wait at least a couple hours after interview. Don't be like, don't, I wouldn't email like literally like the minute you like, don't have. Like don't, don't be in the parking lot, like on your iPhone, like sending an email. <laughs> have it already typed up, ready to go. Like a second. <laughs> It's easy. Walk out the door. Blink. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think that kind of just gives it that not desperate feel. Uh, right. Right. You want to seem desperate, but you want to seem enthusiastic, and that's what. Um. And like I said about like the whole headline on LinkedIn thing, like don't, I like, you're away from words like in like actively seeking or you know. Yeah. Um, whatever. Like right. Come and it's like it's it's remember we're flirting it's business flirting we're dating like when you go on interviews it's kind of like you're going on a first date like ask like could you imagine if you went on a first interview and just didn't talk right or not tell them about yourself and then you know if if i'm on an interview and you're and i'm I'm interviewing you pete 
And then I'm like, can you like, what are your thoughts on this? Or like, can you do this? And you don't even reply with anything or you gas me up. Like, and you're just like, I can do this and this and this. And then I hire you. And then all of a sudden you're not what you seem to be. I'm going to break up with you, you know, like, but vice versa, like you have to be like, you don't want to seem desperate. And that's where I think a good rule of thumb when we come to follow up is like, it's like you're dating. Like when you leave that first date, when is the appropriate time to say, Hey, I had a great night. It's not the second you get in your car and turn on your engine. No, cause that's creepy. Like it's, it's more like, Hey, maybe the next morning, or, you know, you want to follow up a few hours later, say, Hey, I had a great time with you today or for job. <laughs> for like your job He's like thank you so much for giving me the time or the opportunity to interview with you um I look forward to hearing from your response if you have any other questions you know and a good thing too is you always want to if it like times have changed now because like with the whole quarantine they're not doing a lot of in-person interviews but a lot of times you'll bring a copy of your resume with you on your follow-up I would always include my resume as well what happens if they lose that piece of paper what happens if they lay it down somewhere and then admin Sally picks up the pile and shreds it all, you know, you never know what can happen, but I would always just like, you know, um, at least for me, it's what I've done is I'd always say, Hey, thank you so much. If you have any other questions about my resume or things I do, I have attached it. I look forward to hearing back from you. Something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was, I have a template ready to go. Honestly, like honestly having templates is huge too. Um, maybe that's okay. That's yeah. I, yeah. That's good. What kind of template do you use? Like, do you have like a Word document or you have like a draft email or? Like I have like a Word document for most things. So obviously you don't want to make everything exactly the same, but it's a good to at least have like a conceptual idea of what you want to say. Um, you know, you always want to say like, hey, like, thank you so much. You know, blah, blah, blah. Fill in a couple of things. Like fill in, a, like I always try to like bring something up from the interview. Like had a great time. Right. Blah, or whatever, blank or, you know, whatever. Yeah. You just so you like, they know that you were paying attention, you retained stuff from the uh, interview um, and just reminding them in case they forgot, like just, hey. Yeah, well, cause usually sometimes like if, if a company is doing an interview process, a lot of times they'll schedule interviews back to back to back. You know, it's not just one on Tuesday at one o'clock and then the next day at four and then the next day, nine o'clock. Like a lot of times, um, especially if there's a hiring manager involved, like, and they have people sitting in maybe like a panel or, or you know, they try to back, like get that stuff back to back. Um, and if you're, if you have one of those jobs where like, you know, you're actually sitting in a waiting room full of other, like, uh, like runners up for your job, you know, like it, you want to stand out. So if you, especially, especially if you have a conversation where you relate to someone or, you know, there, there was a coincidence where, you know, I was, um, I was being interviewed for a job and they, asked, I, I noticed that, um, there was a scene, a team picture of a softball team and apparently his daughter played softball. So we talked about softball for a little bit. And it's like, that's a great thing to say, Hey, it was great to interview with you. I had a, such a great time talking about softball. It's so like, I, good luck your daughter this season, because then it actually triggers their memory. You know, if it's just like a really bland email, they're gonna be like, Oh man, who, which, which one was Jackie again? Like, which, what she look like, you know? So that's a great point. Like bringing up something that we talked about in that interview. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just kind of making that connection, being able to communicate really well, showing them that, you know, you paid attention, that you really enjoyed it. Um, just right. you had that certain skill. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's important. I think all of this is super important during, you know, this time, um, especially with LinkedIn, you know, trying to connect with people on a personal level rather than just shooting a blank, re like a resume with right. other than just your skill set. Um, right. I would say like, yeah, I mean, honestly, 
be. I'm not saying I'm an expert just because I got a job during this. <laughs> so I use, I like, I hate to say the word best practices because I think that kind of makes it too general. Um, right. But, you know, I think that's the thing is, you know, really spend time on LinkedIn. Try to, you know, connect with people. It doesn't, you're, you can message 100 people. Like, you're going to get a lot of not answers, but you might get one right. people in the whole day. You, know? you never know. Yeah. Like you never know who like might just happen to see your post that day or might happen to see your question and then has an answer or know somebody who does. And, you know, we always talk about trying to connect with people like that is going to be that what makes you successful is, you know, one, your internal drive and your effort, but also how well you connect with people and, you know, not just, you know, being able to talk to them face to face, how can you make the connections too? you know? So I think that's great. Pete, awesome job. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for answering my questions. You know, um, it's been a little over a year and a half since I've been on an interview, but I, and I love to hear, especially, um, I've actually never been on a zoom interview ever. I've never, I've never been on one. So, um, it's good to hear the feedback from you. And I mean, I would love to hear feedback from others who actually have been interviewing. Um, so if you're listening and you actually have been on an interview or you've been on a, a Skype interview, let us know, tell us about your experience. Cause we'd love to hear it. Yeah, seriously. Um, I don't know who's going to, if anyone's seen this, but um, I'll edit in our usernames for yeah. and stuff. Uh, if you can find me on Twitter, tweet me, or you can Instagram DM me or Facebook or whatever you want to do. Um, would love to hear more about it. Um, let's talk some business. Let's see if I can help you out. I love LinkedIn. I put out actually a LinkedIn YouTube video um, just kind of talking and you know going over some stuff that you can do. So this, this kind of adds to that, which is you know good. Um, definitely out um and i got to talk out a little bit more of my experience of the job interview yeah big congratulations there that's awesome that is awesome back at it um <laughs> yeah it comes down to communication make content message a million right people. right right and if you and if you guys like i said like we're gonna put our handles here so it's like if you have any questions or have a specific um, like question about your, you know, maybe your field or your, your the type of job you want to be going for and how to find it. Let us know. Yeah, seriously, I've been majorly active on Twitter recently. Um, Jackie, I don't know if you're on Twitter. Uh, I am on Twitter. <laughs> I love Twitter. I'll, I'll, I'll give you my handle here. Yeah, I'll do that too. <laughs> I've, I've been really trying to like, I feel like that's a really great communication platform too. So um, yeah, some more people on that. So yeah, but great. Sure. Yeah. Great conversation today. I was actually really excited for this one because, you know, I, I mean, I love interviews. I love, you know, I, I actually look forward to them and, and not many people do, but you know, our, our goal here is to help you be more comfortable because, you know, especially if you're not one to, um, to be really comfortable public speaking, it's more about just your comfort level and being uh, comfortable with yourself. So hopefully these, uh, these little advice tips help you out and, you know, that's what we're here for. So like, and we're still learning too. So, um, it's from our experience. I mean, Pete recently, so follow us, follow us as we walk. Through. <laughs> uh, you don't think that we will. So uh, <laughs> yeah. cool. thanks everybody. Thank you, Jackie. All right. Yeah. Thanks Pete. Thanks for listening in.